0: Ladies and gentlemen, from the Universal Church of Freedom, Peace, and Justice, Deacon Gerald Celente. Hello, this is Deacon Celente of the Universal Church of Freedom, Peace, and Justice. And freedom is taking away from us, peace is gone, and justice, only just us. We're the only ones that they would take to jail, handcuff you, do anything they want but the bigs get a free ride as we see over and over again particularly among the bankster gang you know the banksters the ones that jesus christ drove out of the temple and three days later he's on the cross but jp morgan chase the biggest banksters in america they get convicted of five felony charges and get a slap on the wrist. We are in the time of our lives that we've never seen before because World War III has begun. And when they asked Albert Einstein, a man that knew a thing or two about the atomic bomb, what kind of weapons will be used to fight the Third World War? He said, I don't know, but they'll be using sticks and stones to fight the fourth. They're not going to make World War III official, although it's already begun, until the first nuclear weapon is fired. This is the headline this past Friday in the Financial Times. Ukraine welcomes delivery of multiple launch rockets. Isn't that nice? Welcomes delivery of multiple launch rockets. The defense minister said, summer will be hot for Russian occupiers and the last one for some of them. Oh, more murder. No talk about peace. And the woman who's the deputy defense minister said, the armed forces of Ukraine are ready for any scenario. And then today, after that is released, Ukrainian troops ordered to retreat from Rodunsk. Ukraine has orders his troops to withdraw from the embattled city, I think that's the way you pronounce it, and Sierry-Rodonsk, the main focus of Russia's assault in the east of the country, after withstanding months of relentless attacks and artillery bombardments. After months, when we said before the war started Negotiate for peace. We are against the invasion. We know the whys and how it happened. But negotiate for peace before it starts. No. No. No peace on earth. No goodwill to men or women. We're going to fight. And we're going to take your money to give to the murderers, to keep the murder going. Russia now controls over 20% of Ukraine. Had they made a deal before this happened and said, okay, here's 20%. Don't bomb anything. Don't destroy all the buildings. Don't kill anybody. Instead, billions and billions of dollars wasted and spent and thousands of thousands of lives, livelihoods, and buildings destroyed. So simple, but not a word, not a word from the media or the politicians about peace before this began, only ramping up the war. And the war's ramping up. Germany makes major announcement. It's going to defend, quote, every square meter of NATO territory. And the Chancellor, Schultz, was quoted in the media as promising to make Germany's military, quote, the biggest conventional army among European NATO member states. These are the Germans, by the way, World War I, World War II. And now they're going to have the biggest army. And they're going to have a special fund to the tune of $100 billion, earmarked, to increase its military capabilities. $100 billion, as inflation is skyrocketing and people could hardly afford to pay for gas or oil. Same thing over there and not far from there, Spain. Spain bolsters Air Force with deal for 20 Euro fighter jets. Oh yeah, the economy in, in Spain is fine. The people have never had it better as inflation skyrockets and the economy goes down in the United States the house panel increased Biden's 2023 military budget by 37 billion dollars and that brings it to 850 billion dollars as the streets are filled with homeless and people living paycheck to paycheck. No talk about peace. And it's mostly controlled by the Democrats and the um, the Democrats in the House Armed Services Committee. They passed a 37 billion increase. The vote was 42 to seven, so both parties. 42 to 7, only seven people against not spending more money to give to the military industrial complex. That Dwight D. Eisenhower, five star general, supreme commander of the Allied forces, in his January 17th, 1961 farewell address, warned the American people that the military industrial complex would rob the nation of the genius of the scientists, the sweat of the laborers, and the future of the children. So who's suffering for this? It's worldwide. Hunger stalks millions in Africa as food crisis deepens. And part of that food crisis is a result of the Ukraine war, which they wouldn't negotiate for peace. Yep. Steep rises in international food and fuel prices since the Russian invasion of Ukraine have left millions more Africans facing hunger and food insecurity this year, the United Nations warned. Yep, but of course, this has been going on before the Ukraine war. And you're seeing unrest. Uganda. Six activists were arrested for protesting against higher food prices. The rising cost of food, (laughs) street press in Nairobi. Yep. One after another. In May, the price of edible oils jumped more than 45% from a year ago in Kenya, while flour prices increased 28%, according to the World Bank. Quote, this is the worst time ever. I was very comfortable making money, recovering expenses, and making a profit. I was selling an average of five cakes a day. Now, one or two, if I'm lucky, said the person they interviewed. Even Nicaragua, an oil producer and member of OPEC, has been hit by international food and fuel prices. Africa's most popular country exports crude oil but relies on fuel imports. which tells you how bad things are going. And again, it was going up before the Ukraine war. They've made a very bad situation much, much worse. As I said, it's global. That was about Africa. Here's a big story in the New York Times. In Ecuador, cost of fuel and food ignite protests. For more than a week, the Andean nation of Ecuador has been buffeted by at times violent protests over a spike in prices of fuel, food, and other basic necessities, driven by a global inflation that is causing similar levels of frustration across Latin America. This is the new world disorder. This is just the beginning. Not a word about peace. All these countries that are building up their military to give more money to the military-industrial complex and the murderers of war while people are struggling, can't live day-to-day. The country's capital has been virtually paralyzed by demonstrators blocking main roads, clashing with police who respond by shooting tear gas. Clashes erupt this Thursday. From Chile to Peru to Honduras, people are demanding governments find ways to reduce the cost of everyday food. In Ecuador, more than 32% of the population, you ready, earn less than $3 a day. That's 32% that earn less than $3 a day. So if they earn, if 60% earn $10 a day, that's no money. You see where this is going? Again, we're having a peace and freedom rally on July 23rd. Starts at 2 p.m. on the Four Corners of Freedom in Kingston, New York. Judge Andrew Napolitano, Scott Ritter, myself, the Hot Damn Band, and Gary Null. We have vendors there so you have food and drinks. And it's free. Come. If we don't unite for peace, we're going to die in war. It's as simple as that. Don't believe me? Look at the facts. The economy faces collapse, Sri Lanka says. That's in the Wall Street Journal. Sri Lanka's prime minister said, its indebted economy faced complete collapse. Quote, we are now facing a far more serious situation beyond the mere shortages, mere shortages they use, of fuel, gas, electricity, and food, he said. Imagine that, they call that mere shortages. Our economy has faced a complete collapse. Yep. Yep. An article from Friday's Wall Street Journal. Pope's past shapes U.S. weary stance. In Pope Francis's view, the war in Ukraine isn't a straightforward case of good against evil. The pontiff recently told a group of journalists that Russia's invasion of Ukraine isn't like the fairy tale Little Red Riding Hood was good and the wolf was bad Here, there are no metaphysical good and bad, he said. That's a quote. Behind the Pope's stance lies a combination of weariness of a U.S.-dominated world order, his reluctance to be seen siding with the West in geopolitical conflicts, and his ambitions for diplomatic outreach toward major non-Western powers. Pope's approach to Russia also reflects his personal geopolitical vision, in part stemming from his background as the first Latin American Pope. He is seeking to keep distance from the West and wants to mediate among the world's major powers. No one at this moment can think of having world hegemony. Not even the United States, said Massimo Borisi, a professor of moral philosophy at the University of Perugia and the author of three books on Pope Francis. Paul Valile, author of two books on the Pope, said the pontiff, quote, sees his role as pontifex bridge, builder, rather than an issuer of moral condemnations. The Pope has twice suggested in public comments that Russia's invasion of Ukraine may have been provoked by the enlargement of the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. They go on to say that in books about the Pope, said the Pontiff's weariness of NATO and by implication, the US reflects his Argentine origins. Latin America, quote, is a continent colonized by the United States for years and years. And so the Pope tends to see it as the country of the military system and aggressive capitalism. There you have it. But you don't hear about this. For America to condemn Russia for what they're doing, with America's long list of atrocities and wars, as Smedley Butler in the book Wars of Racket made clear from the early 1900s on, up until the mid-1930s when the book ended. And then we pick up from there with the Korean War, the Vietnam War, the two Iraq Wars, the Afghan War, the Yemen War, the Syrian War, the Libyan War, all the bombs away. I'm really good at killing people, said Barack Obama, as drone strikes, quoted in the book Double Down. So there we are. World War III has begun but the news of course it's out of the news now because of the Roe vs. Wade decision by the Supreme Court in the United States that people can't afford to eat and living paycheck to paycheck that's out of the news that Ukraine is losing the war that's not news that's the only news and that's what the people will focus on as the war heats up Hatred builds, economies go down, and people become more desperate. If we don't unite for peace, we're going to die for war. It's as simple as that. So let's unite for peace. July 23rd, Four Corners of Freedom, John and Crown Street in Kingston, New York, 2 p.m. Eastern Time, or Eastern Standard Time, Judge Napolitano, Gary Ngo, Scott Ritter, and the Deacon. And the Deacon's moving in. So be there. We'll see you then, and thank you.